section sixty one of china japan and the islands of the pacific this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by jim locke of floyd virginia the world's story volume one china japan and the islands of the pacific edited by eva march tapan section sixty one the coming of the kalmucks by thomas de quincey seventeen seventy one a d in sixteen sixteen a tartar tribe the torgotes or kalmucks left china and went to the shores of the caspian sea the russian rule however finally became so unbearable that in seventeen seventy one the descendants of these people determined to return to china there were six hundred thousand of them men women and children their flight began in the winter for thousands of miles they waded through deep snow they crossed rivers they fought hostile tribes who pursued them like demons they suffered from famine and from cold and heat of the six hundred thousand one hundred and forty thousand had died when at last they drew near to the great wall the following extract describes their approach the editor on a fine morning of early autumn of the year seventeen seventy one kien long the emperor of china was pursuing his amusements in a wild frontier district lying on the outside of the great wall for many hundred square leagues the country was desolate of inhabitants but rich in woods of ancient growth and overrun with game of every description in a central spot of this solitary region the emperor had built a gorgeous hunting lodge to which he resorted annually for recreation and relief from the cares of government led onwards in pursuit of game he had rambled to a distance of two hundred miles or more from his lodge followed at a little distance by a sufficient military escort and every night pitching his tent in a different situation until at length he had arrived on the very margin of the vast central deserts of asia here he was standing by accident at an opening of his pavilion enjoying the morning sunshine when suddenly to the westward there arose a vast cloudy vapour which by degrees expanded mounted and seemed to be slowly diffusing itself over the whole face of the heavens by and by this vast sheet of mist began to thicken toward the horizon and to roll forward in billowy volumes the emperor's suite assembled from all quarters the silver trumpets were sounded in the rear and from all the glades and forest avenues began to trot forwards towards the pavilion the jaegers half cavalry half huntsmen who composed the imperial escort conjecture was on the stretch to divine the cause of this phenomenon and the interest continually increased in proportion as simple curiosity gradually deepened into the anxiety of uncertain danger at first it had been imagined that some vast troops of deer or other wild animals of the chase had been disturbed in their forest haunts 
by the emperor's movements or possibly by wild beasts prowling for prey and might be fetching a compass by way of re-entering the forest grounds at some remoter point secure from molestation but this conjecture was dissipated by the slow increase of the cloud and the steadiness of its motion in the course of two hours the vast phenomenon had advanced to a point which was judged to be within five miles of the spectators though all calculations of distance were difficult and often fallacious when applied to the endless expanses of the tartar deserts through the next hour during which the gentle morning breeze had a little freshened the dusty vapour had developed itself far and wide into the appearance of huge aerial draperies hanging in mighty volumes from the sky to the earth and at particular points where the eddies of the breeze acted upon the pendulous skirts of these aerial curtains rents were perceived sometimes taking the form of regular arches portals and windows windows through which began dimly to gleam the heads of camels endorsed with human beings and at intervals the moving of men and horses in tumultuous array and then through other openings or vistas at far distant points the flashing of polished arms but sometimes as the wind slackened or died away all those openings of whatever form in the cloudy pall would slowly close and for a time the whole pageant was shut up from view although the growing din the clamours the shrieks and groans ascending from infuriated myriads reported in a language not to be misunderstood what was going on behind the cloudy screen these were the kalmuks pursued by their savage enemies the emperor had known that they were coming but he had no reason to expect them for at least three months by the clangour of weapons and the cries of agony he knew what was happening he summoned the cavalry and artillery that always guarded him and the wretched wanderers were soon free from their foes food and clothes and money and land and cattle and agricultural implements were already provided for them on the margin of the desert great columns of granite and brass were afterwards reared with the following inscription telling the story of this flight the editor by the will of god here upon the brink of these deserts which from this point begin and stretch away pathless treeless waterless for thousands of miles and along the margins of many mighty nations rested from their labours and from great afflictions under the shadow of the chinese wall and by the favour of kien long god's lieutenant upon earth the ancient children of the wilderness the torgote tartars flying before the wrath of the grecian czar wandering sheep who had strayed away from the celestial empire in the year sixteen sixteen but are now mercifully gathered again after infinite sorrow into the fold of their forgiving shepherd hallowed be the spot for ever and hallowed be the day september eighth seventeen seventy one amen end of section sixty one this Recording is in the public domain. Recording by 
jim locke of floyd virginia